On this week's episode, we run it back with Los Angeles starting running back Austin Eckler. Some of his predictions are beginning to come to life after a huge win this week. The goal remains the same, a Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Let's get it. This episode of One Star Recruits is brought to you by UCAN, U-C-A-N. UCAN's patented ingredient, Super Starch, has the remarkable ability to provide a steady release of energy without spiking blood sugar levels. You can get 20% off and free shipping on all orders with the code one star at UCAN.co forward slash the number one S-T-A-R. Let's go. This is Austin Eckler on the One Star Recruit Podcast. Yo, aloha. Welcome back to the One Star Recruits podcast. I'm DK, your podcast Sherpa, and I'm joined as always by my best friend of 25 years, Rip. We are a couple one stars who, like you, are on this journey of life. We're learning, loving, we're getting better every day. And with the help of five stars from all kinds of different worlds, entertainment, athletics, academia, we're bringing to you. Uh, We're really coming at all angles and, and trying to get better every day and have a little bit of fun. And I want to start first with fun. My boy rips up. Rip, are you currently in your mother-in-law's basement doing this podcast? True or false? Partially true. I'm in the the playroom upstairs at my mother-in-law's house in San Jose. So not they there's no crazy. basement here. Nice, nice. Are you guys at all nervous about seeing in Walnut Creek, which is about an hour and a half north of San Jose, folks? But there's a lot of looting going on, Rip, for the holidays. Is is that something being discussed in the household right now in the Bay Area? I've been away, man, for a while from the Bay. And, and, and I see it on the news. Is it just getting over overindulged? Is the Bay safe? Is it a safe place to celebrate the holiday with holidays with your kids? It's safe here, man. We're up in the hills. I don't know if you saw my uh, my feast mode challenge video, but there's no one, no one around this area. There's no looting going on here. But yeah, I saw that video in San Francisco, man, of the uh, was in a Macy's where just I think it was in Nordstrom's and one that Creek. Yeah, the place I used to live by. It's, it's wild times. But we want to give you all something good for your ears this week. People traveling, people doing the Thanksgiving movement. There's there's crazy stuff going on. That's what I was going to say, Rip. You are, you are in NorCal spreading the holiday cheer. We have on the podcast a friend of the pod, uh, a great listener who's been with us a while, and we've been kind of chomping at the bit for a while to get to get on. I'm going to let you do the intro, Rip, because you guys go way back. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We're uh, we're bringing you a treat this week. we got le- Southern California legend in the house, my, my buddy down uh, from Long Beach, California, Darren Grosh, big Orange County sports fan. Great girl, dad, and, and good friend. Welcome to the pod, Darren. Welcome to One Star Recruits. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a long time coming. I, I remember the first podcast. It was uh, I was in Reno visiting my mother-in-law. The first podcast dropped. It was uh, I think around July of 2020. Yeah, you're like, you check out my podcast, <laughs> and uh, it was great. I was just impressed. Impressed. You guys are doing a great job. You're killing it. You've been here since Thanks day one. Now. Thank you, man. It was Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, thanks for being with us for, for day one. And sorry for those early podcasts, actually. And thanks for sitting through them. That's amazing for you. All right. So we all have mother-in-laws. We all have Thanksgiving. Let's just start with the let's just start with some tips right off the bat, um, really, for traveling. Um, is is I have my mother, my mother herself coming here in a week, uh, Rip. So I'm gonna take some of this because you're you're doing it right now. Any tips of just being a good son-in-law, good supporting holiday partner uh, around family times. What are you doing right now that's working in San Jose? Actually, I'll tell you, and the thing I try to do even more, and actually my mother-in-law is a little under the weather right now, so we're trying to help out more, but unload the dishwasher, take out the trash. That's all you got to do. The two I like those two. Oh, those are two things that I do too, man. That's, I love it. How about you? Yes. D- how about you, Darren? How about what you with, with just 
dealing with the holidays, what are some duties that you just immediately step? You, you kind of seem oh, like the, the turkey. I got to do the dishes. Damn. So we're going, so I'm going to Arizona uh, uh, tomorrow. We're going to Prescott and uh, after work tomorrow. And uh, super excited to go. I have the mother-in-law. They're going to be there. And I'm bringing some gifts to the family. So I'm, I'm bringing my offerings. I think that's right. super important. Bring offerings. You're prepared. Yeah, you're right? prepared. This guy's a and pro. Get ready to do the dishes. I, I love it. Get your hands dirty. Get in there. That's kind of what I love it that I'm you're down sure for that. My mother-in-law can kick it. Is that a Prescott thing where they don't have a dishwasher? Or that's just you step up <laughs> and you're down? You have the dishes. And sometimes people just kind of stick them in there. And they don't clean the dishes first. Yeah. So I think it's really important. You got to give it a good rinse. Get all like the argument off. And then you put it in. That's kind of my role. I want to make sure it's clean enough to where it'll get really clean in the dishwasher. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great tips right off the back. That's what we do with the one stars. Come in swinging. Um, Arizona's our home state, as you know, Darren. So go Cardinals. We're coming off a winning week again. So we're feeling good. Rip, I don't know if I feel bad for Seattle a little bit in my soul. Is that my too empathetic of a human? Should I? Is that okay? Yeah, don't feel bad for them. Like, I always tell people, anyone who's won a title in the last like 10 to 15 years, you can't feel bad for. It. There's no way. So, I mean, Russell Wilson, he, he, he seems like a good guy, but I don't feel bad for him. He, he can go through a few seasons of misery. We've been through about 30 of them. This, this season is just so wild. And here's another example. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it's the injury. Is it a little Pete Carroll? He seems a little bit off. And uh, then you see teams like the Chiefs who might be back including that defense we thought was completely gone or the Dallas Cowboys who we thought were here. And then they're, they're suddenly not, you know, the LA teams, what's happening in LA? Who's your football team? I'm a Bears fan. So it's been a rough ride. It started, you know what? Actually, I think I blame Rip because I was over at his house when New Orleans uh, were playing in Soldier Field. Trubisky was doing okay. He wasn't, you know, I think a lot of people kind of rip on him, but I don't think he's that bad. And he got us down in field goal position, and we got that doink. And I feel like from that point on, once that doink Pierce. happened, it just unraveled. Uh, what you were with Rip for this event in person? I, well, I watched it on TV in his playroom while my my kids were out doing their thing. He might have cursed your squad, man. He might have cursed your squad. I was I was cursing Nagy's name. He's the head coach. Listeners of the Chicago Bears. They had another horrendous, horrendous finish and an explosion and a loss <laughs> this week. I think they play the Lions for Thanksgiving, which is a game. Everybody likes the Lions to play. I was writing down this morning, Rip, and, and, and I'll pass it around the horn, that this is the game. I think Nagy probably should have been fired probably this week. I think the conversation in that front office probably went a little of the, like, it's Thanksgiving. Let's just get through the Thanksgiving game. But I think this is when Detroit gets their W. What do you think? Well, well breaking news, the Bears just named Andy Dalton the starter. So come on, man. I, I think the, the Bears, is, is that's basically a lock for them to win now. <laughs> they got Andy Dalton going. Come well, on, come Darren, on. he stepped in yesterday and had a, had a nice touchdown pass. Mr. Mr. Andy Dalton, is this, is this the, the game that the Lions win or, or Bears show up? Lions win. You know what? I think they're 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 playing hard for Dan Campbell. I, I feel like that team really likes that that coach. They're playing hard for him. You know, I was reading that the Bears haven't fired a head coach in midseason like 101 years. So I don't know if they're going to go ahead and start that precedent now. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. 101 years they've never fired a head coach midseason, and I don't know if they're going to do that now with with Nagy, even if they lose to Lions. And I do think they could lose, but I, I agree with Rip. Now that Andy Dalton's back, I think it increases their chances and their odds of winning because I, I just don't think Fields is the kind of quarterback Nagy knows how to really 
coach from what it looks like. From what it looks like. And it's a Thanksgiving day game and it's a Thursday game. And we all know the Thursday games are, are nuts, throw everything out the window. Um, it's fun for us to sit around and, and watch after you do the dishes, Darren. You, you sit down. Are, are you a big chiller and football watcher or you stay active uh, through your Thanksgiving? Oh, I got to stay active. You know, once I sit down and that tryptophan kicks in after the turkey, if, if I do sit, I'm going to fall asleep. And that is not acceptable as a guest at someone's house. Because <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make sure you're, you know, active and helping out. So I got the kids, and really watching, watching football isn't gonna happen with with the three ladies. Of the activities, good. This lines up perfectly. So you got to keep the kids active. You got to stay active. Rip, I saw you yesterday on social media. You got it started for all of us. We got our feast mode challenge that we we popped off this week for all your listeners. This is our second challenge. I don't think you have social media, Darren, so I'll let you off the hook. I didn't see you in our first one. We did a Chris Paul challenge a couple months ago when the Suns were making their playoff run. It was 10 elbow jumpers. Film it. Okay. Tag yourself. Went, 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 went crazy. It was a great little one. But we want to run something back that was a little healthy between our guests on the pod. And we talk about it a lot. And just hearing you, you bring it up again, uh, we wanted to get it going. And we wanted to do some giveaways. So we have Feast Mode Challenge. Post it on social. Just go to the one-star recruits and check out Rips. I believe he ran up a hill. Darren, I got to see yours, though, brother. We need, we, need a feast, we need a feast mode challenge from you and the kids. Posting it. We, uh, we have the turkey trot. And uh, the kids are hyped. They're ready to get their medals. They're really excited. They have no idea how far a 1K is. And they're going to be shocked when they realize it's not just running for 10 seconds. What's the 1K in miles? What's the 1K in miles for us, us normies? It's like 1.3 or something. It's going to be about point, <laughs> half a mile, half a mile possibly. Oh, it's less. Okay. Less than that. Are you going stroller or are they just all? Oh, no, they're road? running it. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. No, Rip, that's it. where you're soft. Rip would, Rip would have softened up and strollered without even being asked. Wait, I have a double stroller. Is there such thing as a triple stroller for you, DJ? I've seen them. You know, they have those uh, those little kickboards you can attach Oh yeah. the stroller. Have you seen those? And the kid stands up and holds. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, pretty fancy. That's pretty, <laughs> cool. That's pretty cool. Well, good. You're gonna get that going. Uh, go check it out, Rip. How was your How was your first experience? Did you have somebody hold the phone for you? Did you um, help our listeners get their their uh, feast mode challenge content right? Yeah. Shout out to my wife. She she taped it, and, and my littlest uh, was was there rooting me on. And I, we actually took two takes. The first one, I, I I attempted a bigger hill, and I got tired, and I stopped like three quarters of the way up so you i had to you, cut the, that your one out. camera was on you how could you even let your bot your mind to do that you should have seen this hill man east san jose has some crazy hills so I, I i did take two and i ran up a dirt hill it was it was still good i was if you can if you look closely i was panting a little bit while i was while i was talking in the intro there but you know i, I think it worked out well no injuries no pulled muscles so all good yeah feast mode challenge get get active this thanksgiving week yeah that, i love it rip and it could be as easy we had a lot of people say you know i I, not not me, not for me. It can be anything. Uh, move around in your house, you know, bust, bust five squats, do uh, uh, sit up and down in your chair 10 times, get out and do a little walk and throw it out there. Uh, the most important thing is we want to send out, we have some great partners. We have a bunch of cases of body armor. We got merch from our pod, from the shooting two pod who's participating. And uh, we want to get bodies out moving around and uh, tag yourself. You might as well win a little something for burning calories before you sit down for the big, for the big meal. Um, I'm in Hawaii. I'm actually not doing Thanksgiving at all um, this Thursday. I'm going to make a little bit of baked ziti for the house. Wow. And uh, we're going to completely bypass on the on the typical Thanksgiving foods here. 
Um, it was a house decision. I feel pretty good about it. I might have a little FOMO. You guys, you guys fully prepared food wise. Are there any responsibilities for, for the, for, for you guys in your, in your upcoming Thanksgiving duties? You know, I know, I know for us, we're keeping it easy. I think we're just going to Whole Foods and grabbing some food and bringing it back. I, I think idea. we're making it really low key, man. Like, I love it. It's a great hack. Focusing more, focusing more on the, on the family and the getting together. And we'll probably cook a little something because Lindsay, my wife loves to cook. She's a great cook. She's really good. But, but the, yeah, we're keeping it. Simple. The problem is finding the time to do the cooking with the house, the house going, moving and shaking. Uh, like, and I'm sure it does. Do you know, here's a little fun hack that you can, can mix in. If you feel like it, you get antsy. You do have couple days here you got a day until until thanksgiving tomorrow i always love the concept of i haven't done it yet but i want to do it especially in i don't know if prescott maybe phoenix um definitely in long beach or la uh kind of mapping out the five or six best things and then going and picking them up like the best pie is in la and then the best stuffing and mac and cheese is here and then bringing them back that way so it could be a creative idea. idea be a creative idea in the future and a way to show maybe the kids some different neighborhoods and some different types of food for Thanksgiving. Knowledge hitter there. That just came to my head. Rip, you're not mad at me for not doing Thanksgiving. You're cool with Big ZD? No, because I'm actually, we're doing ham this year. We we usually uh, do turkey, everything traditional. And my wife's family is a big cooking family. So we're actually going ham this year because we had a couple of turkey disasters in the past few years. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're switching so, it up. What's turkey, what does a turkey disaster mean? You try the deep frying and it did the explosion? Just reading the instructions wrong and, and mis <laughs> mistiming everything, and so yeah, How bad? And, yeah. And there was there was smoke and a little bit of almost fire one year. So yeah, I think I think it's just time for a break, time to switch it up and make something easier. Inedible, or just no, still edible? Still edible, but it took longer than it should have. You know, so the timing was a little bit off. Like mm -hmm. everything yeah. else was ready except the turkey. <laughs> so doesn't work very well very important your timing component that's why the whole food smooth and chill with the family and turkey trot rip what was the turkey trot when we were going to school i don't think i think it was longer than than 1k well they have they have the kids the 1k but the typical i think is a 5k with we've done a couple of times but yeah they have the shorter one for the kids that want to get out there and get active yeah that's a good one man they used to, i think that we used to have to do that to pass physical education in elementary shout out to Aguilar elementary school in Tempe, Arizona. We've got a great guest. We have Austin Eckler that we're going to run back. A couple of things in listening to this interview that stood out to me were the amount of talk that we talk, really talked about investing. I'm, this man owns uh, 30, 40 different apartment units throughout the state of Colorado. He's really diversifying the, his funds on social media. You see him, I think he owns a company that does kind of lighting and stuff. You know, D, actually, I, I want to ask you, um, and after this interview, I want to talk a little bit about your day job, too. Uh, we ask a lot of our guests about investment advice and their best investment. Rip loves his house in Long Beach. It's been, been, a, been a good investment, and he's been making it look nice over the past two years, too, which is always smart to do. How about yourself, looking back? Could be picking your wife. or oh, <laughs> My wife is very savvy, I will say. She, she's real good. You know, I remember I was saving all my money to pay off my school loans. I had got my master's degree from Antioch University. Shout out to Antioch. And uh, I was going to pay it off. My wife was like, hey, listen, let's, let's buy a house. The market's in our favor right now. And I have money set aside for my school loans. And you have money set aside. Let's just let's get something. And so we went ahead and we decided to get a two-on-one. So in Long Beach, there's a lot of two-on-ones. And what's great about the two-on-one is 
we did an FHA loan. So we only had 3% down. I don't know what two on one means. Ah, so like in Long Beach, cause you know, it used to be a giant naval base. Uh-huh. So you had all these, these, these people who needed like temporary housing. And so it's going to be a front house and then there's going to be like an ADU or uh, some sort of yeah, like dwelling yeah, in yes. the back. Yes. And those are two on ones, but they, they still classify those as a single family. If you were to get in, let's say an FHA loan. So with 3% down, you know, at the time we, we didn't have a lot of money, but it was enough to get this house. And this back unit was great. It really allowed us to keep our mortgage low. We were able to do renovations with this and, you know, tax write-offs. And we were able to take money that we were saving and we bought another property, which ended up being a, a three-on-one. Oh, yeah. Nice. You're doing the real Burr method where you get the units that are zoned for the... And you had no problem renting it out either. No or, problem renting it out at all. Always found and good tenants. Yeah, we have great tenants. It's really easy to manage. My wife and I manage it ourselves. We try to do our own repairs. We were actually fixing... A shower this weekend and i should say by we i mean my wife was fixing a shower this weekend <laughs> while i was with the kids in the front yard a handy woman darren's wife should have her own ht hdtv show man she's been i mean she's gets under the house you put laying down floor right i mean she's 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 a true uh warrior out there we were joking that if we were going to have our own show we'd call it mansplaining where <laughs> she would be doing the work and i would just be telling her <laughs> switching it's so like a swap i like that maybe we should have her on the pod i have actually a lot of questions i'm like you i i'm not i'm not not the handyman although youtube's been a bit of a game changer um if you really are committed to what you're doing imagine doing it when you didn't have youtube or something you know oh. actually sit there and learn from somebody get out of town yeah it's great though i i say my wife and i credit her she's really savvy and i think the best investment we made was was buying property and That's- using that to go ahead and you know it's really nice like with like a, a multi-unit there's different ways to take out money too to buy other property whether it's like if you do a refinance you can refinance with that multi-unit property and then pull money out to, to to get another property and there's all kinds of creative ways that you can leverage that to get new properties and i think that's just a i think a lot of people are afraid to buy a house but if you can go into it thinking okay well maybe let's be creative with how we do it i don't mind having someone live in the back for a couple of years, four years, while we go ahead and like try to build up enough equity to get something else. I think there's a lot of things you can think about and you don't need to have 20% down. You can easily do it with, I mean, really, we just had 3% down and we were able to parlay that into something really great. It's a great story. It's the road to wealth. It's worked for, for us on this podcast. It's something we want to talk about more in the podcast and keep bringing to the open good ideas. I guess my main question to, to, to you guys then too, for listeners out there, would you bypass, let's say a wedding? If you have the option to pay for a wedding or maybe put a down payment on a house, every folks a little bit different. Rip, what do you think? You think this day and age at this time, getting that property is, 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 is that important? I think so. Especially when you're older and, and you don't, you know, necessarily need your dream wedding and you're looking at more of, of a long-term investment uh, as, as far as like spending $50,000 on a one day wedding versus putting $50,000 into a house. And, and that's the thing is it's, if you can find a way to swing it, get a house now because it might seem expensive, but like Darren said, there's a lot of ways to do it with little money down and stuff is only going to keep going up. It really is one of the best investments you can make. Yeah, well, so that's the stuff that stood out to me in this Austin Eckler interview, his cars, his houses, his investment. Enjoy this interview with Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a Colorado kid 
a real estate investor, a legend on Twitch, and a true one-star recruit who made himself into the starting running back for the LA Chargers, Mr. Austin Eckler. How you doing today, Austin? Rip, what's up? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on, guys. Good, man. Thanks for joining us on One Star Recruits. And, and we'll, we'll get to a lot of stuff you're doing here in a minute, but there's no way I can start this interview any other way than just honestly just complimenting your head, bro, because <laughs> you're a fellow bald guy. Hey, the fellow bald guy, man. I feel you, Rip. Let's go, You both baby. have really beautiful heads, That's by right. the way, now that you've been, right. you pointed it out, Rip. <laughs> you know, Austin, I did, I did some Googling this week, and it was it was really hard for me to even find a picture of you where you ever even had much hair at all, even as a kid. And right. I know you're only 25, but I love what you're doing for us older bald guys, man. You, you got a perfectly shaped head. Can you just let all the one stars know uh, why bald? Bald is truly beautiful. Hey, you know, it just, it, you know, show, show your true beauty. You don't got to hide the head with, you know, all that hair, stuff like that. Like you, people have the flow, like I see right here, but yeah. uh, you know, just let it out, man. Just let, let that true natural shape of that head just come shine and blind all the haters. It's, it's, it's good, man. It's low maintenance too. I love it. <laughs> Easy. Wake up in the morning looking like this. So I look like yep. in the morning, right yeah, out of bed. Right. <laughs> And uh, your journey, man, growing up on a farm in Briggsdale, Colorado, to being lightly recruited out of high school, ending up at uh, D2 Western State, Colorado, and, and going undrafted, and that now starting running back in the NFL, it's, it's remarkable, man. We we really wanted to get you on this pod because you fit our one-star mantra so well, and I know there's always some luck involved, of course, but but it seems like you kind of just worked your ass off, never stopped believing, and, and now here you are. Can you just uh, talk about the kind of drive it took for you to get from where you started to where you are and really just offer some words of wisdom for all the one stars out there who might like right now be in that same spot you were in 10 years ago? Yeah, you know, for me growing up, uh, I was putting myself in a lot of different opportunities as far as sports, as far as connections um, with like jobs and things like that. But I think um, what really put set me apart is I, I made sure to stick to my passions. And the only things I was involved with was things that I was passionate about. Uh, it wasn't, it was more than one too. I played multiple sports, sports were my passion at the time. Um, and then, you know, as I got older, it became more, you know, some business stuff as well, but just younger, even in high school, uh, I was just passionate about all these different types of sports. So I was open to sports. I did the clubs in the summer. I went to camps in the summer, basketball camps, football camps, and, you know, those are just my passions. Uh, I talk about passions a lot, just like in my journey, just because I feel like that's something you can continue to go through and not get bored of. Um, and then it came down to, OK, I got to drop some of my passions and try to pay for school. Um, and then I really focused on just football. And that's what got me a scholarship, um, uh, you know, at Western State uh, to go and play football up there. Um, Let me ask yeah. you, Austin, really fast when you do focus in on taking maybe a handful of things that you like and you're good at I'm sure you're good at a lot of sports when you're going through that that mental process of shrinking it down let's say football um, I'm sure you had mentors I'm sure you had some other people in your team um, was that strategic did fate did the world push you towards football was there a certain moment or thinking process that you practiced going through to make sure that you were focusing on the right thing um, for me it was just kind of you know what can I get out of this passion? What, what, what's going to go furthest for me? What is the basketball? Is it track? Is it football? Um, you know, is it my studies, which it wasn't at the time. I mean, I wasn't dumb. I had like a 3.1, but it was a 3.1, you know? So it was, it was something athletic for me that was going to get me to pay for college to, you know, pursue some type of, of career, which now I look back and I'm like, if you don't even want to go to college because you don't know when to go, that's a different story. I wouldn't yeah, suggest yeah. it. That's a whole other podcast. I wouldn't even suggest podcast. it, man. It's just, yeah. But for my, my situation, okay. I was, I was set on going to college. It's like, okay, how am I going to get there? 
how am I going to put myself in a position to pay? Because my mom, she was a single teacher. And so, she, I mean, yeah, she's not going to be able to afford that. So I had to find my own means to pay for my school. And that's what sports, you know, offered for me. And it was something I was passionate about too. So that's how it kind of narrowed down. And that was what I was best at was football. Yeah. Um, it paid off. You paid, you made the right choice, brother. I mean, for sure. Yeah. That's some deep, that's some deep vision from like a 16 year old. Where, where'd yeah. you get that from? Did you just have a plan all along? That Looking back, I, that's not, that wasn't my mindset. That was my mindset. I just loved doing the things that I was doing. And that was my mindset at the time. But now I look back and I realize how important that was because it allows me to continue and not get bored or like, or, you know, burnt out on these things. Um, that's why I preach to even our younger guys. Now that come into the league. I'm just like, make sure if you're getting involved and stuff, make sure you're passionate about it because if you're not, you're literally going to get burnt out and then you're going to be like, okay, now what's next? You know? Yeah. And you might, you might even go down something you're passionate about and it might not even work out. It doesn't work out. You just didn't have, you didn't have what it takes. So uh, that's fine. That's fine. But now you have other passions. That's why, you know, you keep your passions open as open as you can and just try to, you know, put yourself around people that have similar passions or similar mindset. So you can, you know, bounce ideas off of them and they can help you. You can help them. Well said. And we have a lot of coaches who wanted to be athletes who realized pretty early they don't have physically what it takes to be a professional athlete. And coaching was the next door. So sometimes that butterfly effect of one, one door, maybe not being it within your passion opens up eight other doors within your passion that you didn't even know about. You right. know, that's a right. great point. Speaking of passion, let's, I saw a badass GQ video you did. I don't know if it was this year or a handful of years ago, but you, you talked about your first mill. It's always interesting, but what stood out to me was not even the stuff. It was, you did a little segment about investing and you mentioned something about a handful of properties you invested in, in your home state of Colorado. Right. I think your mother's a real estate agent too. So you probably had some, uh, probably found some good deals out there. But mm-hmm. what I want to ask you is we have a lot of is- listeners who think about real estate as a possible investment. And although they may be dealing with maybe 10, 15, $20,000 and not sure if what to do there, what advice do you have when it comes to investing, particularly in real estate um, for, for, for people maybe 20, 30 years old, looking for that as an option to make passable income? I love that question. I, lo- I love talking about real estate. It's another oh, yeah. one of my passions that I've obviously, you know, talked about and some things, but for me, my biggest thing, and even something that I've been looking into doing uh, out here while I'm just, you know, in LA during the, during the season, and then, you know, go back and travel around, but it's, you have some money saved up. You've been saving up. Like, I want to get in real estate. How do I do this? The first thing you have to understand, real estate is not a get rich quick uh, form of investment. You're not going to be a millionaire overnight. It, it takes time. It takes, yeah. you know, it takes investment. It takes, you know, being smart about what you're doing. Um, so my biggest, my biggest thing, if you had some, some money for a down payment, um, say you're renting a house, you've been saving up, right? I want to go buy my first house. Uh, there's a, there's a term called house hacking, right? And it's where you get like a, a multifamily home, a duplex, a triplex, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know, something that you can manage, something that you could afford, but you know, that would be my biggest advice is buy a duplex, um, live in one side, rent the others, or if you're single and don't mind living with other people, rent out some of your rooms, um, even in your side of the duplex, triplex, whatever it is. And yep. so that's going to allow you to start building some equity inside of in a building. And then once you want to move out, you can either sell that place, which you've been getting help to pay it down. So you're making money there, or you can save up enough money to do it again and then do it the next year. And so a little trick why you want to do that, you want to live in it for a year so you can get the residential rate, which is going to be lower. It's not the investment property rate, yep. which is usually a percent higher. And so you're going to get a lower rate, you have a lower payment, and then you can 
bounce into a different residential home and then that would be your second home. And so you can keep that rate low and then continue to compile it up and you start keep, like I said, it's not going to happen quick. It's going to take years. That's how real estate is, but it, it really starts to snowball and it gets, starts to grow faster and faster and faster. Your mind's working Austin. And I, it, it reminds me, we had a podcast, we had Shane Batty on and he was talking about something in real life when he was I, the, similar to where it's, it's, it's almost an, al- an algorithm. It's a system. It's a, uh, you know, it's a model, if you will. And, um, mm-hmm. I want you to continue sharing that success. I think that's something that a lot of athletes don't talk about. A lot of athletes don't even in, in do that side of it. And I think it's a story that can help get people into this concept possibly of, of wealth um, and wealth yeah. kind of to us at the podcast. I don't know if it's the same for you means being able to do what you want with your time pretty much. Right. And that's, that's right. the goal I think of getting to in these investments. So I encourage you to keep sharing that Austin. It's awesome stuff. 100%. No, I agree. Yeah. You know, athletes just come upon a lot of money right away and you know, they're not, not financially literate like they just they don't know what this is like what do i do with this money it's just sitting here like they know oh i should invest but knowing that you should invest and actually knowing what you're investing in is two different things yeah and i knew your mother we have for for us we use stanga group here in in costa mesa when we do real estate stuff or i need advice where's the first place that somebody would go if they just wanted to maybe get more advice do you call your local agent is there do you recommend? Yeah, I see. <laughs> if you want to get really deep into it, yeah, you need somebody that's in the industry because yeah. if you're looking, if you're looking on Zillow and Realtor.com, these other like big, you know, websites, you know, those all those properties, all those duplexes have all been skimmed through. You know, so those are the ones Hard that people. Deals. Those are the ones that people didn't want, so they throw it on Zillow. I'm like, hey, someone else buy this, please. You know, so yeah, my advice would definitely be to get a friend or multiple friends in different agencies because those connections, mm. you're going to go so much further within their building, within their, you know, people that they're connected to. And yep. like I said, if it's on one of those big websites, it's probably yeah, one that people didn't want. Yeah. It's probably been there. Nice. Who would have thought podcast with Austin Eckler going, going real estate route. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to the town that I live in and I love Costa Mesa. It's where the facility is. You're, you're, you've been known to live in the weight room. You're in incredible shape. I'm going to level with you. A problem I've had during quarantine is getting fat. Um, and I do like, I'm look, I need some healthy options outside of my house to eat. And so I found a place called Juju bar on 17th street. It does the best acai bowl I've ever had in my life. They're not sponsors rip. I'm sorry, but it's amazing. Um, (laughs) Austin, are you finding healthy options to go to? Are there places in particular? Are you cooking? How are you staying in shape outside the weight room? Cause we all know you're a beast in there. Um, you know, just growing up out on the ranch, I was like 20 miles away from any restaurant. So I uh, just grew up on cooking and just cooking for ourselves. Oh, nice. So for the most part, I do cook most of my food. Um, What's your go-to? My go-to is turkey, rice, black beans, um, like some salsa and a little hot sauce. Mix it up. Mm, solid. Healthy. Yeah. Solid. Are you healthy in shape? Guys are the same, man. I know. But it's good, man. It's not just like, oh, it's just a healthy meal. No, it's, it's actually yeah, it's good, you know? Good, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for the bread in that meal. I'm looking for some pita bread or something. You guys get some rice, man. There's your carbs right there. Some white rice. There Keep you go. Keep looking, man. We touched on the real estate, but we, we close out every episode with a quick hitter segment where I ask you a handful of questions based around a specific theme, and you just give me what comes to mind first. And for this one, the theme is just going to be being active because you're you're physically active, but you're also active in a bunch of different endeavors outside football. And I just want to touch on a few of those. Is that cool? Let's do it. All right. You're a big gamer, and I mentioned off the top that you're huge on Twitch. You got, uh, I think, almost 25,000 subscribers there. It's such a big thing now, Twitch. What do you like most about that platform, and what's your go-to game? I just love the interaction with my community. With COVID, you know, there's no interactions, no meet and greets, there's nothing. So that's a way for me to chat with my community and build my brand. 
Uh, but my go-to game on there is probably Call of Duty because I like to play with the with the community and not just uh, let them just sit me watch watch them or let them watch me play the game. I like to play with them. Yeah. What's your what's your hand what's your handle? Uh, pff, yeah, I we're gonna get, we're gonna get with our guy Pete. And, and Let's go. Gonna... <laughs> I already got too many friends on there. <laughs> <laughs> my community's all in my all in my Call of Duty. I literally can't find friends anymore because I just. <laughs> Uh, you uh, you went even deeper. You you started Gridiron Gaming Group to to help other athletes build the infrastructure of their streaming platforms. And I know mm-hmm. you have some NFL guys on board, including a couple of teammates. But and even I think an LA Dodger. Where do you mm-hmm. see that going, man? Are you are you going to get some NBA guys on board too? Uh, those guys oh, nice. are gamers. Yeah, I actually have a yeah. We're stretching out as far as we can. I have a call with a, a NASCAR driver today. Oh, too. there we so go. The wow. thing is, Gridiron Gaming Group is like I mentioned how my streaming is just a way for us to connect with our community, build our brands in a different way. I've just I've had so many opportunities that I didn't even know or I would have never gotten if I wasn't streaming. And I'm just like, well, I can help other people get these opportunities. So that's what the group's about. It's about just presenting ourselves. Hey, this is what we can offer to you, you know, as sponsors or to our community, and then just you know take advantage of that. It seems like so it kind cool. of blends your your gaming passion too, plus your passion to kind of help others, you know, expand right. their platform. I, I told you I'm all about passions. And yep. so like, that's where I, if you talk to me, you talk about what I'm involved in, you're going to see how it fits into my life as one of my passions that I have. I see it, man. And, and it. another, uh, another passion you clearly have is your foundation, the Austin Eckler foundation. You, you just announced your first major project, which I think was in Santa Barbara. Can, can you give us a minute on, uh, on what you're doing through your foundation to help other people achieve their goals? Yeah. So the foundation, um, the, the main goal is to you know implement resources into communities, schools where they're lacking because of funds, because of just exposure, because of the town. Um, you know, there's there's places you can help all across the nation. So I mean, we can only help so much right now. So we're helping with our first project up in Santa Barbara. Um, you know, there's just you know it's like seven percent free and reduced lunch, like everything they get from there is donations. It's a nice area to live if you can afford it, but for the most people, it's not, that's not where they live yeah. uh, for the school. So that's how that opportunity came to be um, helping them out. They only have, I think they have like one and a half gyms um, for like 2,200 students. And so it's like, yeah, there's obviously a need here. Um, I also have an, another project that I'm looking to do uh, in Inglewood um, where the stadium is. So just looking to implement just resources for people to help because for me growing up, um, the gym was basically my main resource that I used. And if it wasn't for the gym, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So I'm looking to help other people have the resource so they can try to find that, that thing for them that, you know, teaches them to work hard, teaches them some social stuff, just gives them a passion and a drive. And it's like, Oh, I can go to this every day and I can just, you know, build myself up. And then once I get out to the real world, now I'm ready to take on from what I learned from those skills from using that resource or resources and implement it into my next life. You know, and, and Rip and I want to throw it out there to you, Austin. If there's ever a volunteer opportunity, we'll share it on our podcast. Uh, Rip and I would like to learn with you to build fences. I know that's another thing that made you really. Oh, my God. Actually, uh, it's not at six maybe, in the morning, though. And maybe uh, you put up 35 miles of fencing on a project at one point oof. in time. So I'm hey, thinking man. I'm not manly enough. And if there's a volunteer opportunity through the foundation at any point in time, me and Rip will be out there and uh, we're down to fence. Hey, there was probably one of the, the lower parts of my life where I actually hated building fence, but it literally taught me how to work hard. Like there was no complaining. It was just get the job done and that's it. No, There's complaints. no easy way to build a fence, man. Nah, no, nah, not a chance. It's just straight manual labor. 
All right, man, to close it out, uh, we covered a lot here in this interview, but, you know, back real quick to football because that's your main job. And, and you guys have, like you mentioned, you want to see some fans back in SoFi, and I think everyone else does too. But you guys, DK mentioned you got Justin Herbert, the best young quarterback in the league, a new head coach, a lot of guys returning. Uh, aside from just staying healthy, which which was kind of tough this year, and the Chargers always seem cursed to get those injuries. What uh, What's the key for you guys to end the season at home in the Super Bowl in SoFi? Man, that'd be something, huh? Play yep. your, your first oh, yeah. Super Bowl at home. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that'd be something. Um, man, it's the same. It's the same for every team every year. And it's just how how are we gonna find our formula for success and what does that look like for our team? And you know, we have certain players, we have coaches now. And so now it's how can we implement ourselves to put ourselves in situations to win, which I feel like we were in that we were in that last year. We were in a lot of our games we were up, and then we ended up, you know, coming up short. But it's like, okay, we have the skills to score points to stop them on defense to actually put ourselves in position to win. But how do we finish the game? And it's going to come down to, you know, our tactics. It's going to come down to be us being consistent and making plays. And so I'm hoping our coaches um, and our players are getting ready to uh, put ourselves in positions to, to, to have success, to make those plays and to show that, Hey, we can make a playoff run and even get to that Super Bowl at the end of the year. And so by stadium at home, big hype, let's go. <laughs> you got me pumped, man. You got me pumped. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I would do a disservice to myself if I didn't ask you. You, uh, your, your facility is beautiful uh, here in Costa Mesa, and it was right by Kobe Bryant's business offices. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Just, did you have any passing with Kobe? Did you have any experience, any memories of him? Uh, share with our listeners. Yeah, he, he talked to us a, a couple times, actually. Um, we just had a connection with him um, that brought him in to talk to the entire team. But I think... Uh, one of the things that stuck with me that he mentioned is just how laser focused he was. And he's, he mentioned like, uh, just like a metaphor, like, like area analogy, I guess he was saying like, like a lion that's focused on its prey, you know, looking through the grass, like there's grass in his eyes. There's like, there's, there's flies flying around and you see right through it. You see right through it. You keep your eyes on the gazelle where that lion's looking at, you know, whatever your goals are, whatever your passions are. And he said, that's how he looked at life. He said, there's all these distractions, but none of that mattered to him because he's going for one goal and one goal only. Yeah. And I think I bring it up because I think you also have the Mamba mentality. Where can our listeners find you uh, on social or anywhere that that we can direct them to for next steps they want to be involved in with Austin Eckler? You find me on Twitch at Austin Eckler. Uh, appreciate it. You guys come check out the vibes. I do giveaways, sign card giveaways, Wilson football giveaways, all that stuff. So it's a good time. It's good. Uh, just, just experience for us to uh, connect and uh, we can chat a little bit. Maybe in the future, we can have you in the, in the studio here. We're here. Locally, so, uh, anything to keep telling your story. I'd like to dig in maybe in another episode, a little bit more on the real estate stuff. A lot of our listeners oh, yeah. are trying to find a yeah. way to now invest in their future. And I, I think it's a great way personally. So, yeah, I mean, I got real estate. I have, I have this lamp company. We make like decor lamps, stuff like that. Like I got, we can get into business for sure. Let's do it. Entrepreneur, man. Let's Entrepreneur. It, man. Thank you so much, Austin. We appreciate you. You're a legend. We appreciate your time. I appreciate that. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. Have a good Thanks, all right, take For all the football lovers out there, it's a great week for football, especially the Thanksgiving games rolling into the weekend games, and then you mix a little bit of NBA up in it. Um, really quick, I gotta, I'm in a pool with Rip and some other friends. It's a survivor pool, and your your boy picked uh, the Suns and the and the Warriors. It's my top team, so I'm obviously winning. Rip, you feeling nervous about my my picking skills? 
you're, it's an NBA wins pool. So basically, we each picked five teams. There's six of us. We picked five teams, and the the person who with the total wins, most total wins at the end of the season, wins it. So you really have to be savvy of picking some sleepers at the beginning of the year. And you got you right now. I mean, the Warriors are a huge. They were a huge sleeper. Like people expected them to be all right, especially without Clay. But I mean, they're the top team in the NBA, and you picked them in probably the third or fourth round. Yeah, well, you could have got Steph Curry in that MVP race too. I think ten to one as as early as a month and a half ago. Um, that's changed. I think it's now two or three to one, um, and that's must see TV. I don't know, D. Are you are you are you watching Steph Curry like the rest of us? Like like we used to watch Mike Jordan play. Oh, you know, I wish I could say I watched a lot of basketball. I've been following Steph Curry, kind of on the news and reading about him. And I think what he's doing is amazing. I mean, he's really transcended the game and changed the way people like think about basketball. He's pretty unbelievable. And I, I've seen some clips on YouTube, kind of like watch highlights. And it's just fun to watch. He's just great. Yeah, and he's probably a good story to even share about with, with, with your students. I know you're the Associate Dean of Academic Affairs. Actually, story relating to myself. I had I went to Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff um, through a variety of programs till I landed on this hotel restaurant management program that made sense for me at the time. But to be honest, I wouldn't have probably graduated and gone to the right events to get me a job if I did not walk my ass into the career counseling department at NAU and meet one of my mentors who really helped me. Really, it was kind of a push. At the end of the day, it was a lot of little things, but the big thing was get your shit together and show up to this career fair prepared. That was kind of the moral of the story that, that a lot of little steps had to be put in by this particular woman. Talk to us a little bit about what you do, man, about how you're helping kids get better. Does that, my story relate at all to your job? Is, did I just swing and miss? No, I think so. You know, uh, so one of the areas that I, I get to work in is international uh, student programming, which I love. So international students are you know, coming over to study on an F1 visa. And they're coming from all over the world. And what I love about F1 students and, and why I think they're so great in terms of coming over here to study in the U.S., you know, I think the stat is like 1% of all U.S. students have a chance to study abroad, to, to leave where they are and to go overseas. So that means they're, they're not having the chance to meet the other. You know what I mean? And so I think whenever you can bring people from other parts of the world to your campus, that means they're going to have a chance to interact with the other in, in their own classroom or, you know, right now we're doing a lot of zoom online classes. So to have that interaction is really a great opportunity. I think it really improves someone's chance to get into the workforce because they're going to have to know how to interact, especially as we kind of get more connected globally, you have to learn how to go ahead and have a discussion with someone from Costa Rica, Brazil, you know, Europe, Middle East. I think those are all really important attributes oh, to have. Yeah. In field. And your languages, you got some languages in your bag. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I speak French to a two year old, uh, but it's great. <laughs> really horrible French. It's like a, it's like a West African French. So it's really specific <laughs> to who can really kind of understand my dialect. And then I speak Derija, which literally translates to, um, street Arabic in Moroccan Arabic. Yeah. A couple languages. This, we're always surprised when we look at our podcast, our international, uh, do- downloads, where, and how many, it's always a little bit mind blowing. You know, so it's interesting. So I live in I live in Long Beach, but I work at uh, Los Angeles City College in Hollywood. And what's really cool is that normally international students, they're usually coming from China when they're studying here. That's kind of a big market or India. But for us, uh, I get a lot of students from like Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Kazakhstan. If you're from a Stan country, you're probably coming to L.A. City College. Really? Uh, a lot of Russians. I also get uh, just a lot of Eastern European folks coming. 
whatever. That's interesting because just Hollywood is the place to, you know, to be if you're in any of the stands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a really large Russian population. So I, I think, I think with that, you're going to have a lot of people who know someone and they're going to come over here and, and stay here. I was just doing a, at a meeting in uh, Tajikistan on Sunday via zoom. And it was really cool. Look at you international mystery. Yeah. Doing it all. Getting them to the, LA City College in Hollywood. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Kind of sounds like a fun life, um, too. You get to meet a lot of really different people that life brings to you know, something fun. I love about the pod. It brings really different people and perspectives. You kind of get that every day in your gig. Very cool, man. Yeah, very lucky. Very lucky. My kids get to meet some really interesting people, too. You know, I'll put them on Zoom every now and again. They'll say hi. And they get to, like, learn some fun languages. And it's a really cool, cool job. And you do get to meet some really amazing people. And important when you think about it, because, I mean, America, the melting pot, you're, you're one of those unsung heroes that kind of behind the scenes are helping international students to get over here. And, and I'm sure and some of them end up staying here. And like you said, getting in the workforce. And that's that's really important. So kudos it really is. It really is soft diplomacy. You know, really, I think that's kind of a way to think about international education in some ways. It's just soft diplomacy where people can come and learn about the United States, learn about California. And again, you're just meeting so many people. And you're having so many interactions. It just is a really wonderful opportunity to, I think, really highlight what makes, you know, being here in the U.S. and in California, you know, such a very, we're very lucky. I feel very lucky to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to probably what makes our country our country. And maybe got away from some of those things in the past, but you're in, the, in there doing doing the thing with the people that matter and keeping it going. I love it, man. Next time we're in L.A., you guys got a hoops team over there? L.A. City College Hollywood? You know what? We have a great soccer team you know great soccer team our soccer team is pretty fantastic rip's actually, our, really, uh, rip's actually a very good soccer ball juggler he's one of the best in southern california really? so to practice i'll show you i'll show you i can't wait to see that we'll have to have you come out to the the soccer field and check it out yeah yeah get him out there man you know one before it leaves my mind there's if you want to google a fun story too about just academia and students uh Najee harris who's from northern california uh he's the running back for the steelers also kind of really plugged into the the academic career counseling tools and the academic development stuff when he was in school um, that really helped him. So if you're a college student listening to this, thinking about what the hell's next, uh, maybe listen to that story. And uh, there's a couple kind of cheat codes, if you will, if you participate in some of the uh, offerings of your school at the end of the day. So Rip, some one-star bumps occurred this week. Obviously, we talk, we have Austin on. He had four touchdowns. You're feeling good about that. You kicked my ass in fantasy football. I'm going to hold up the, the white flag. I'm done in that league. I'm toast. Two and nine. We don't have to get into it too much, but really some, some bad decisions with the Raiders' backfield. And uh, at the end of the day, a Saquon Barkley draft um, pick really kind of solidified the deal for me in that one. And I've, I, I accepted it pretty early. Uh, D, how's your fantasy football team doing? Not good. I'm not doing good at all. You, too. you better than I, two and nine. I've been so unlucky. <laughs> I like it that you use unlucky. Me too. <laughs> That's the uh, glass half full. Glass half full. Yeah, I, I I've been unlucky too, man. I I I I thought Saquon Barkley would leave the. Well, I digress. Um, one star bump for our guy Austin Eckler. He had four touchdowns. Like I said in the intro, they're looking like a playoff team. He said, "Rip goals to play the Super Bowl in their home city, in their home, uh, in their home." stadium i don't know if they completely have the juice but i love to see the one star bump i saw our guy joey chestnut celebrating a coastal carolina win um immediately after the game by participating in an eating contest with the offensive lineman terrific to see our guy (laughs) joey doing what he does best 
I don't know how that makes sense, but it's good for marketing. Johnny West, one-star bump. We had him on the squad, and this Warriors thing kind of went to the next level. Um, I think we kind of spoke Wiggins and Jordan Poole level up into existence with the one-star bump, so I want to throw them in there. Anybody I'm missing there, Rip, with a one-star bump this week? Yeah, Rick Barry, NBA Hall of Famer. Uh, got a little bump playing pickleball out in Colorado and and got in on the Feast Mode Challenge. Check it out on our Instagram, Hall of Famer Rick Barry, uh, playing pickleball, getting active during Thanksgiving. Well, he's always active, but I, I think that's a one-star bump. Yeah, participating. Yeah, helping us with the algorithm. I'm going to be posting mine today. Darren's going to be posting his today. It's the Feast, right. the Feast Mode Challenge. That's with an F. Any activities work after you're done with this podcast, just throw on your your gear, get up, throw it on there. At the end of the day, increase your odds to get a fun big old care package driving it to, to your to your crib. Uh, perfect for the holiday seasons. We want to load you up with body armor so you can keep hydrated, keep the family hydrated. Uh, at the end of every pod, we do our recommendations of the week. It's one of my favorite segments. Once again, we try to stay usable and relevant, and uh, we like anything in the world that helped our lives become better this week. We like to share with all of our listeners, and uh, I'll start with you, Rip. Yeah, mine is uh, it's a, it's a simple one, but it's very effective. It's an app. It's called AutoCap, A-U-T-O-C-A-P, and it's if you ever have a video that you take on your cell phone and you want to add captions to it, it makes it super easy. It's free. And especially for social media, since a lot of people watch videos on mute or the sound doesn't pop up right away, it's helpful to have those captions. So you just load it into AutoCap. It does the captions for you. It's it's probably about, I'd say, 80% accurate. So you have to do a little correcting, but it's totally free. It has a little watermark on the bottom that's not very noticeable. AutoCap. Check it out. I've been using it for a couple of our uh, Instagram videos lately, and uh, it's working well. So that's my record of the week, AutoCap. That's your, that's your rec? You're telling people how the sausage is made? That's what it is. I'm, I'm trying to help people out there provide value. If you, I'm sure Darren has a, a, the turkey trot video he wants to add captions on and post it. <laughs> it's just me grunting and, uh, and moaning in pain as I'm <laughs> running with my child. I'm the one that couldn't do the 1K. My kid was fine. I was <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one, Rip. I'm surprised. I, I kind of thought you would have some crazy gas hack to save money on your drive from la to uh, san jose but you're you're giving you're giving away the trade secrets here how it's made but it's actually very good uh you got to have content this day and age for whatever you're doing so throw the auto caps on make yourself look professional darren what's your wreck of the week man what's helped your life any way shape or form be a little bit better this week you know what i just got into ted lasso i know i'm behind on that one but the positivity of that show i just feel good watching it and you know, I'm not going to lie. There, there are some days where I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I, I'm not feeling so positive. But I watched some Ted Lasso and uh, I'm feeling really good. And it's a good reminder of, uh, you know, when you're positive and you have a good mindset, good things come your way. And uh, I just like that show. It's really nice. Again, I'm only in season one, so I'm way behind. I know they're doing season three right now. In fact, I just heard they secured footage from the Premier League for season three. So they're going to be able to kind of use some old footage nice. uh, in the upcoming season. But uh, I really like it. If you haven't Checked it out. I mean, free subscription to Apple TV for a little bit. It's worth checking out. It makes you feel good inside. Yeah, yeah. And we've heard that from a handful of other people. And you kind of got a little Ted Lasso vibe going, man. You kind of look. You have a good <sighs> smile. You have good. You even have good posture. It's like kind of makes positive, man. So I'm. Uh, you got a Ted Lasso vibe. And maybe this is the push that people needed for their Ted Lasso moment. I know this is this is the sixth time that you've heard it, and you still are watching the Netflix menu and not doing it. 
probably the time is now because it is really makes you feel so good. Like you want to get up off your couch and go maybe like make a pie for your neighbor or something, you know, that might be too extreme. Great. Quick story, quick story about why Darren looks so good. When I met him probably about uh, six years ago now, his hair was thinning. He was, uh, you know, he was late thirties, late thirties. And then, you know, I'd see him every couple of months because our kids, our oldest went to preschool together and then we got invited, fortunately got invited to his 40th birthday party, which is a kind of a surprise party for, for him, I believe. Right. And you had mm-hmm. about 50 people there, friends and family before COVID. So he shows up and the guy has a full head of hair. It looked amazing out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like, like completely noticeable. Like everybody would notice immediately. Yeah. And ever oh, since yeah. then, ever oh. since then, he's been trying to talk me into this hair replacement surgery. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was going to be your record of the week, but it, that's why he looked so amazing. By the way, I think it was what five thousand dollars or something like that. But it, and it, it looked well worth it. You look amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to say your age now. I think I just did. But so you, uh, nobody knew it was happening, and you plopped in the door, and so they thought they were going to get you, and you got them. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, uh, I'm turning 43 on Saturday, by the way. So I'm, uh, I'm getting hyped for my birthday, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, so Rip looks great without hair. And he really, I mean, he's like the Bruce Willis of bald people. And he looks fantastic. <laughs> I don't pull off as well. My head shape. And, and let's just be honest. I obviously I must, I'm a little vain. I want hair and I'm not ashamed to say it. I wanted hair. I didn't want it to go away. And not that hair is my identity, but the technology exists, and I thought, why not get hair? It's there for the taking. So I did a little research, and uh, I was deciding between like the FUT or the FUE. FUT is like the is like the transplant where you would get the scar kind of in the back of your head, and the FUE is the one that you hear a lot more about. Uh, Brian Erlacher got FUE. Okay, that's uh, where they like kind of have like a punch. It's like a, a it's kind of more blind. They just kind of randomly will take the hair follicles out from the back of your head. Uh-huh. And so I opted for FUT because if you do FUE, you only get one shot. So the, the hair follicles won't grow back in the back of your head if you do the FUE. But if you do FUT, you can do probably up to three transplants using that same um, area where they where they do the initial like taking out of the hair. So I did that one because I, I did it twice. You don't know this, Rip. Wow! Breaking news. It looks really good, man. It looks really good. You get that. You get that cut normally, like the rest of us. You get that. You get that faded up, and it's all there. <laughs> Tell you about my wife, who's not only great at fixing things, she also knows how to cut hair. Oh, so all good. the credit goes to her and her thriftiness and learning how to go ahead and do a great fade. Right, right. she's using some of those tools she uses to lay down the floors in your uh, in your <laughs> in your dwelling over there. Get herself a uh, a manscape former uh, one one star recruits podcast sponsor. Man, thank you. That's I didn't know any of that. And actually, I'm really happy to hear that you didn't get the FUB, which I think a lot of people think they do the hair from the butt. Oh, it was clay. Hey, listen, it's a steep discount if you get the FUB. Let me tell you, it was half price, and I thought about it. Oh, that's not, urban, not, that's not an urban legend. That's a real thing. That's not an urban legend. Well, it doesn't matter if it is. <laughs> <laughs> I he didn't get people it. ask me all the time. I'm like, God, I just got it from my butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Take it. I'm thinking now about. I'm, I'm, I have great hair. I just cut some long hair, but I am seeing some thinning. So, um, I took some notes, well, man. 
F-U-E. I'm in it. Um, thank you. Great wreck. Yeah. Great story. Great story, boys. My wreck of the week um, is a also a little bit of a one-star bump and a, and a bit of a throwback. Um, but find some time to check out Muggsy Bugs' newest documentary, former one-star guest. We talked also about investing and fitness with him. It's a great, great episode. But it's just, uh, I believe it's part of the league's 75th anniversary. NBA TV is doing the doc on Muggsy Bugs. And uh, it's called Muggsy, Always Believe. And he's our guy. And freaking check it out. Uh, much love, Darren. Thank you for joining the podcast, man. Um, I've had an amazing hair story. I'm so <laughs> taken back. Just even more that you just that there was nobody on your pre-planning committee um, who was in on it with you. This is a solo mission, huh? You decided you solo were going to do mission. it. You so didn't take any mission. input from any friends, anybody else. You, 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 you did it all yourself. All myself did the research, went in for it, and uh, you know, went in, went in ball. Came out a few months later with a full set of beautiful butt hair. Um, well, hey, <laughs> get yourself a get yourself a sponsorship. You should be doing a testimonial for them. It looks really good, man. Um, thank you for joining us, Rip. You got any words of wisdom for the for, for our one stars out there? Yeah, have uh, spend spend time with your family this week. Get out and do something active and post it. Feast mode challenge on Instagram. But yeah, Thanksgiving's about family. I'm glad none of our kids are in school this week and uh, everyone's with their families this week. So that's that's how it should be. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That's how it should be. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest, uh, a brand new episode. Please uh, forward this along. Anybody's traveling, sitting in an airport, if they're bored, let's learn a little bit about sports, life. Los Angeles, City College of Hollywood. Tons of good shit going on on this pod. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Rip. We'll be back with you guys next week. See you next week. Thanks a lot.